Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I am Sir Mr Delaney, so what? Welcome along to another episode of History Box, and it is the fourth instalment of... um, it's not going to finish today, let's be honest. Of the um, the disappearance of canoe man John Darwin uh, in 2007. If you're not aware of this, it was a man who faked his own disappearance and then hid in his house and then went to Panama um, all for £250,000 life insurance. <laughs> not much money at all. I mean, it but is. It's, again, a lot of, it's a lot of money, it. but... It it wasn't just about the money, in my opinion. It was about sticking two fingers up to society and to the the man and to the rules, the arbitrary rules Mm -hmm. that have been fucking designed by, you know, faceless power brokers and bureaucrats, usually in the mists of time, that Mm. we all are just sort of hoodwinked into basically allowing to govern us. Um some days you just go no no more no fucking more i I am a free man of the land and i will hide in my house you've hinted at this before you've got a lot of contempt for the insurance industry and yeah it's uh it it is uh yeah there's just so much stuff going on that like can fuck it's really hard to leave leave the house without having the man pounce on you like and fucking demand something fuck you up yeah just, just like that everyone wants 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 grabs 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 hmm. what is it wasn't it Depeche Mode who warned us about that the, the grabbing, grabbing hands, hands grab, grab all, all they, they can. can yeah everything counts he, in large amounts he yeah. fucking knew the score didn't he matey boy yeah yeah absolutely so where are we um just to follow up from the Do last think John one. Darwin was a Depeche Mode fan well, I think it's probably inspired by them, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Who who among us wasn't? Um so yeah, John John has been um <clears throat> changed his name, didn't he? To John Jones. Um, <laughs> you know another thing that he was also he goes, a lot of people think it was uh, grabbing hands that inspired me. But the big inspiration was I just can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> That was the track that really spoke to me because I couldn't. 
That was why, <laughs> despite the fact that I changed my identity and got into hiding, I continued to go around trying to buy properties in exotic parts of the world. <laughs> I said to my wife, I said, I just can't get it off. <laughs> can't get enough Very property, true. can't get enough excitement, can't get enough anonymity. It must have been a dignity excitement, let's face it. Mm. So, um, yeah, he was in Panama. Uh, they, 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 him and his wife went to Panama and they formed a company called Jaguar Properties in order to buy a two-bedroom apartment in El Dorado. Um, and the bedsit house next to the family home was sold under the, their son's name. The house had been transferred to him in 2006 and the proceeds in the sale were transferred to Panama. So they're basically setting up a new life in Panama, a new company, property, um, well, the, the two-bedroom apartments are them, I think. But then there's more. The following month, Anne, his wife, returns to the UK to sell her home while Darwin remains in Panama. In May 2007, the couple purchased a £200,000 tropical estate. A tropical estate. You can Fucking get a tropical hell. estate for £200,000. That the village sounds of, like our sort of thing, mate. In the village of Escobal in an area called Colon. Colon. Um, colon, yes. Oh. As in the body part and the um, grammatical. The colon, of course, is the shit processor, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't want to go into that kind of um, depth. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the motor. It's the, the motor machine. that powers your shit. I believe that's the case. The human shit machine... And that was in Colon in Panama, near the Panama Canal. And they had the intention of building a hotel from where canoeing holidays could be run. They're thinking big. Canoeing um, holidays? Are they taking canoeing a Canoeing holidays. Wink, yeah. wink. Completely. Wink, wink. Canoeing yeah. holiday. Don't read anything into it. Wink, wink. I am not John Darwin, the canoe man. <laughs> does, does he think... I am John Jones. <laughs> does he think that, like... He's never going to get discovered or spotted by anybody who's familiar with the story if he opens a canoe in fucking holiday retreat in Colin. Insane. I mean, I don't know. It would be like um, Lord Lucan. No, it'd be like Shergar opening a fucking stables. I mean, do we have? I don't know what the extradition deal is with the UK and Panama. Maybe there isn't one. Yeah, because I mean, I would imagine so. That's why all the bad shit you ever hear about ne'er do wells getting up to somehow was, involves Panama. Yeah, there was the Panama. Panama papers, sort of there? exists outside of any jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So that's so he's probably done his research there. To be fair, um, we don't know. We could look it up. We're not going to. Please don't inform us about the extradition. Uh, treaties with the UK and Panama. Where would you? You we must have thought it through if you ever w- wanted to flee. Where, where, where is your plan? Why do you, where, say, where why you, do you say that? Why do you say that I must have considered fleeing and well, thought it through? Because every man has. What's, I'm not saying it's well, specific that to you. Means I'm not you saying, have, then. You tell us yours. I know what I'm doing. Where? I'm going to Italy. You can't go to Italy. There's no. There's an extradition treaty with Italy. Yeah, Surely. but I'll, I I find it really easy to go to ground there because it, the what? thing about Italy is there's lo- number one, there's loads of like fucking places that there's loads of little nooks and crannies that people just won't come looking for you because they can't be asked. Right. There is a huge dis and that thing in Italy, which means mm-hmm. that unless it, there's something financially in it for someone, they're not going to come and fucking seek you out anyway. 
Okay. The main appeal is obviously it's a lovely place and I've got hookups there through family, yeah. right? And, yeah, I just don't think... They'll just be like, nah, it's, are we, no, what? why? What's he done? What's he I done mean, not paid his parking tickets? Yeah. To be honest, he's up a fucking hill somewhere, like, in like near the lakes. And it's just not worth our fucking... It's not worth our time of day, to be honest. That's what they'll he's be a, like. He's in a cave. He's growing a beard down to his knees. Yeah, and he, he, scared, he, he does sometimes he, scare the local children. But he speaks only that's in tongues. fine. We're, we're allowing the local mafia bosses to basically police him, which is easier and cheaper for us, the state. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I'm not going to tell you where I would go because obviously you've just revealed yours. I'm not going to tell uh, you where I, I would Well, go. that's it. I don't care. You can... if. You can come and find me in my fucking Italian cave if you want, the authorities or anyone else who wants mm. to fucking go, because I'll be there, probably with the Terminator, waiting. Yeah, well, you know, if that co- if that time comes, as long as you've got access to 4G... Um, well, I'll carry well, on fine. podding. You can carry on podding, yeah. I'll carry on podding. It'll be great Do content. anywhere in the world. How's life in the cave today, Sam? Oh, obviously yeah. I'll forget how to speak properly. <laughs> yeah. Cave good. Cave cold. Sun hot. <laughs> oh, mate. Sorry, but have you seen this Berries clip? Berries tasty. Have, have you seen this clip? My wife sent to me yesterday of Tarzan killing a Nazi, feeding a Nazi to a lion. No. <laughs> oh, my God. It's what's his name? That swimmer, Johnny, what's he called? The guy who Johnny played Weissmuller. Tarzan. Yeah, it's him, right? And it's in the jungle, and there's a fucking... For some reason, there's a Nazi on the run in this jungle, right? When I showed it to Len, Len went, how did uh, Tarzan first end up in that forest he lives in anyway? <laughs> was he was like, raised oh, there. I'm, uh, I was, was like, mate, was... you have got... You are lacking in Tarzan knowledge. When I was his age, I fucking... I mean, when we were 10, we knew everything about Tarzan, we didn't we? We were fucking massively into Tarzan. Of course you were. And of course, Everyone the new was. adventure... The New Adventures of Tarzan, the comic, the the cartoon version, had yeah. his life story, his backstory in the introduction every episode. Yeah, it? where he got abandoned in the jungle and he was raised by um, chimps. The chimp. He? Yeah, gorillas, chimps. All that. Lot. I don't know. And then he learned all their skills. But what about Greystoke? I was thinking about Greystoke when it turns out that in fact Tarzan is of aristocratic blood and then he goes back to his country manor and they try to civilise him, but he just goes fucking mental and starts climbing about on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, right, in this clip, in this clip, you've got to watch it, right? In this clip... It needs to be a new fucking Tarzan. It really does. Tarzan is amazing. But in this clip, right, there's this Nazi and he's on the run. He's hiding out in the jungle and Tarzan catches wind of it, right? And he's going, but Tarzan just calls him Nazi. He goes, Nazi, Nazi, come here, Nazi. And the Nazi's like, oh, fuck, it's Tarzan. He's fucking found me. So he's like, he's still in all his Nazi uniform. So he he tries to shoot Nazi. He tries to shoot Tarzan with his gun, but he misses. And then he... He pulls the trigger and there's no more bullets. And Tarzan ah. goes to him, gun no good now. <laughs> right. So the Nazi, and then he goes, then basically this lion comes out of nowhere, right? Just fucking having a runabout in the jungle. And Tarzan yeah. clocks it and the and, and it falls into a ditch, this lion, right? So Tarzan covers the ditch up 
with some leaves and that. And then he entices the Nazi towards him. He goes, come, Nazi, come, Nazi, come. <laughs> right? And the Nazi starts running and he throws a knife at the Nazi. He goes, have knife, have knife, Nazi. And he throws the knife and it hits the tree. So the Nazi grabs the knife and runs after Tarzan. And Tarzan's gone, come, Nazi, come. And then he runs by the ditch. The Nazi doesn't see it. The Nazi falls in the ditch and you just hear the lion go, Rah! and you hear the Nazi go, ah, no! I've got in Himmel, right? Tarzan just stands there looking down, laughing at this fucking lion eating the Nazi. And he's just standing there with his hands on his hips going, in jungle, strongest always survive. Get in. Go on, Tarzan. Go on, Tarzan. Fucking. And there's apparently there's another one where he feeds, um, I haven't watched it yet, but in another one he catches and he gets another Nazi and he feeds him to piranhas. So. Who knew that Tarzan was so active in Nazi hunting in the post-war period? But there you go. I love that. I love that. They've, they've used that plot line once and then they've obviously run out of stories. They're going, oh, we'll just do, do a Nazi, Nazi again. One. But piranhas. The, the most, the, we've been looking at the data and the most watched episode of the last series was the one <laughs> where he fed that Nazi to the lion. So my <laughs> attitude is, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's do it again, but this time we'll feed him to piranhas. <laughs> A new Nazi. Maybe it's the Nazi's brother comes looking for him. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm about to watch the intro to Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle. That's what it was called. It wasn't called the New Adventures of Tarzan. There were only 35 episodes made of that cartoon series. Can you believe that? Here it is. The jungle. Here I was born. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here my parents died when I was but an infant. <laughs> I would have soon perished too had I not been found by a kindly she-ape named Kala. She-ape. Who adopted me as her own and taught me the ways of the wild. I learned quickly and grew stronger each day. And now I share the friendship and trust of all jungle animals. The jungle is filled with beauty. And danger. And danger. And all yeah. cities filled with good and evil. my domain hey yay of course it is mate for I am Tarzan lord of the jungle (laughs) but every incarnation of Tarzan is amazing because obviously you've got the classic Johnny Weishammer who just talked in a really funny Tarzan way yeah, uh, but and then you got the cartoon, which is he's, he's a little bit more erudite, isn't he? Yeah, and, he's more um, sophisticated. But, yeah. but then Greystoke. I mean, I just think whoever came up with the idea, let's do a figure about Tarzan. But they tried to stick him in a suit and make him civilized, and yeah. he just fucking causes mayhem. Really should have been done more as a um, a comedy. But then I've of course you got Carry On Up it. the Jungle, in which yeah. Cherry Scott plays Tarzan, and Arguably that's fucking, the greatest Tarzan. Arguably That's the probably greatest the greatest Tarzan of them all, yeah. And the Terry <laughs> Scott's well. interpretation of Tarzan. Oh, man. But it is this amazing, isn't it, that box. Len was like, yeah, I mean, how did Tarzan end up living in this forest? I say it's not a forest, first of all, it's a fucking jungle, hence the lions. Um, but I was astonished because I thought Tarzan, for me, came just below Dick Turpin and Robin Hood in my childhood sort of heroes. <laughs> but it's all similar. I mean... They all basically lived in nature and played by their own rules, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, Terry Scott. 
Let's just remind us. This will be a perfect one-off history box. The um, the incident in 1974 when Terry Scott drove off the edge of the transporter bridge in Middlesbrough. <laughs> if, if you're not familiar with the transporter bridge, it's a bridge, but it's got... It's a kind of a structure in the middle and it goes from either side of the T's. So you put something on it. It's like a ferry bridge almost. You right. get on it at one side and the mechanism takes it across to the other side. Yeah. And then you depart at the other side. So that means right. that the original side is then open to the elements to the river. Okay. So Terry Scott in 1974 thought it was a regular bridge. Yeah, well, he wouldn't do. I mean, it sounds drove, like a fucking drove, mad drove device off the edge anyway. Of it. I'm gonna send you right. Did they now. save him? Yeah, because I mean, there was there was, die, there was like safety precautions. Serious. I think there was like netting or something. So if you drove off the edge, your car would get caught. But I'm about to send you. I know this makes terrible audio content, but I'm about to send you a photograph of Terry Scott, and I want you to look at his face after he'd driven off the transporter bridge. The subsequent news story in the local paper. Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> he's like fuck's sake look what the fuck is this and I'm yeah. thinking yeah you're right Terry Scott I mean you're explaining it to me and I'm thinking this makes no fucking there sense why didn't they just make a bridge why didn't they just make yeah. a fucking normal bridge it would have been cheaper I don't know and there's some cars on it yeah just make a bridge it is a really wide part of the tease, to be fair. <laughs> Terry but, uh, Scott, though. What a great face. expression. That is face. I'm going to save that picture because that is a face that you can send in response to almost any tweet or WhatsApp message anyone ever sends you. <laughs> yes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just the fucking facial expression that says it all. It's just like, lads, come on. <laughs> what do you want me to fucking do here? Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. The Transporter Bridge also appeared in, you might not remember this, Series 3 of Avedis Impet when it came Did back it? after 20 years, whatever it was. And the job that the lads had was to dismantle the Transporter Bridge and take it to Arizona, where it was going to get rebuilt. Yeah, they were struggling the storylines by that stage. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Uh, to me, it's not. It's not legitimate. Ovidas impet. It it's was, not uh, canon. It's not canon. No, it was a, a shabby, 
shabby remake. Yeah, because you know Disney Plus are buying up the rights to Avi the Same Pet, and they're expanding the Avi the Same Pet universe. The universe, yeah. There's going to be spin-offs for all the characters, isn't there? They're getting John yeah. Favreau. I don't know whether he's a good fit, but they're getting John Favreau to basically be the series runner, the showrunner. And yeah. he's apparently imagined all these different sort of universes within the universe. Yeah. They're calling it the Avi the Same Pet multiverse. There's going to be prequels. There's going yeah. to be um, Oz's childhood. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, there's uh, going to be all sorts of different things. There's going to be reimagined ones where, like, yeah. some of them are women and some of them are Native American. You know, like the multiverse, the Marvel multiverse, where, there's like, gonna be, little um, glitches in time, sliding yeah. doors moments change there's things. Gonna, there's going to be what happened to Wayne after he died in, in heaven. Yeah, Wayne in heaven. That's going to be an animated series. Weirdly, they're doing that in the manga style of animation. I don't know. Oh, good. That's my favourite style. And and it's going to have like, it's going to be quite weird and have like weird American voice actors and loads of like incongruous, really funky disco music playing all the way through it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, imagine that. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, John Favreau's expanded Avi the Same Bet Multiverse coming soon to Disney Plus. Really exciting Great stuff. How did we get to this? We got it was it was the transporter bridge. Uh, mm. How did we get to the Terry Scott? Bridge? We were Terry, talking Terry about Scott as Tarzan, of course. We were talking about Tarzan. I've sent you the Tarzan <laughs> Nazi clip, by the way. If you if you want to watch that, <laughs> received but... it. I'll watch it later at my leisure, and we'll I'll tweet it out to yeah. the uh, to the people. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Here he is. He's living in Panama. He's addicted. It's like a at this stage, John Darwin is sort of like a guy who is he's like one of these serial killers who want to get caught. They keep leaving clues, don't they? Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. I tell you why that is. <clears throat> I know why that is. Right? Is that okay? So this is it. You you basically do something anonymously to see mm. if it gets a response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, someone might do this on a very small level. It could be like Twitter. Someone might set up a, an account, a comedy account, but it's not their own name or face on it, and it gets big. Part of the appeal is that, oh, there's a mystery around it. Like, oh, who did this, right? Yeah. And then you sort of start to feel famous, but in a way you can't cash in on the fame. You can't really get the adoration that you crave yeah, because you've done it anonymously. So then... You start purposefully laying clues that it was you, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. is what—that's why serial killers always end up grassing themselves because they read every day in the paper. Oh, there's a serial killer on the loose. He's <clears> confounding <throat> the police. He's really sophisticated. He's incredible. Blah blah blah. They can't catch him, and he's thinking, "Yeah, that's me, you cunts. I won't mind getting caught soon. I want people to know it's me." Oh, some of the some of the the kudos, yeah, with it, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um... Are you trying to say that you are Cold War Steve? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't think Cold War Steve was anonymous. No, he's not anonymous, is he? Nah. I don't think so, no. I think they did a documentary about him. I don't know. Anyway, um, Canoe Holiday Hotel. In a later interview with Darwin... Um, oh, he, I thought he hadn't spoke about this. I thought we'd read earlier that he never spoke about it, but this is in Elizabeth Greenwood's book, Playing Dead. And uh, Darwin says, the canoe rental aspect of this purchase was a story entirely fabricated 
fabricated by the media. That sounds true. That sounds plausible. The, the some cunt in the tabloids, some John Pigface, has made up the fact that he's bought this place with the, the purpose of having canoe rentals. Because it Talking didn't, of, it um, didn't John seem Pigface. completely John- legit to me. It's yeah. becoming big John Pigface season at the moment. There's already been the first drip of stories about prisoners' Christmas dinners coming oh, out in the tabloids. Already? Yeah, right. keep a sharp eye out for it. There was one I saw yesterday. Some of the child killers. <laughs> when they're getting turkey with all the trimmings. And there's a turkey oh, shortage it. on. Not a turkey crown, a full turkey. How they getting hold of that? A turkey each. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. All the trimmings, pigs in blankets, the lot, bread sauce. That's the fucking, that's the bit that gets me every time, all the trimmings. <laughs> well, we discussed what are, before what we what thought trimmings, trimmings were, and we both agreed that when we thought of trimmings, the main thing we pictured was those little chef hats you put on the end of a turkey's yeah, legs. That's the ultimate trimming, yeah. Yeah. They are the trimmings. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, um, and uh, John and Anne visited Panama again in July 2007, staying for six weeks. So, again, they're flitting back towards, towards from the northeast of Panama uh, on John's fake, John Jones' passport. Um, a police investigation was started in September when a colleague of Anne became suspicious upon overhearing a phone conversation between the couple. Mm. So the police are now onto them. The Darwin family home was sold. For 295000 in October 2007, and Anne subsequently left for Panama. Uh, in the third week of November, they holidayed in Costa Rica before returning to Panama. Nice. Why'd you go to Panama and then go on holiday? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Apparently, Costa Rica's like the best place you can go in the world. Is it? Yeah. That's where I'll go then, when I need yeah. to run away. Yeah, apparently. Well, there's loads of amazing things about Costa Rica that I've heard. Uh, well, the best thing, obviously, is that you can just walk about and there's just monkeys hanging around. The little oh, spider-like monkeys, marmosets and shit like that. You'd be like Yeah, Tarzan, they just hang you? around and they're all, like, really friendly. So that's the best thing. But a couple of other things. One is they don't have an army, right? Right. They, they uh, I can't remember what year, but quite a long time ago, they, they made a decision that they would stop having an army and they'd spend yeah. every penny that was going into their army and defence budget instead on making themselves uh, carbon neutral, right? To to basically rebuild the country Mm -hmm. to be entirely carbon neutral. Mm -hmm. So it's the most environmentally ethical place and cleanest air and everything on Earth. That's why can't thing. we all? Why can't we all be like that, Sam? Why can't all the countries in the world be like that? That's so perfect. Well, it's so beautiful. Like, like John uh, John Lennon said it, didn't he? And imagine he was yeah. he was. I'm sure there's a couple of lyrics about Costa Rica in that, right? Yeah. And um, and also, it's the the people are the healthiest and have one of the like longest life expectancies in the world because their wow. diet, <clears throat> and it's all based on their diet. I mean, probably the fact Fruit that the nuts. air's not poisonous is one of the factors. But apparently their diet is so rich in fresh fruit and vegetables that it's God. like the most balanced diet in the world. So basically, quality of life in Costa Rica is tip-top. And also, just be uh, going on holiday there, from what I've heard from people who've been, it's like, they go, once you've been on holiday to Costa Rica, everywhere else is shit. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of it, it explains why Costa Rica beat Scotland 1 0 in the 1990 World Cup. Now, I remember that, yeah. Because it was seemed a surprise at the time, but obviously, if they've got that clean air, healthy lifestyle. Very different. You, I mean, Scotland's I, I, a great not, place too, yeah. but they're both very different culturally, mm. I think. Yeah, there is. It might be a cliche that the Scottish diet is unhealthy. I don't mm. know. But um, certainly well, they do have Costa Rica high, high rates be. of heart disease in Scotland. Um, yeah. And in Costa Rica, I think they've got like record low rates of heart disease. Mm. And also, I mean, there's been some decent players. Paolo Wanchop was Costa Rican, wasn't he? Mm hmm. Um, Shaka Hislop, he was Costa Rican as well, I think. Yeah. So there's two. <laughs> Both played for West Ham. There's two for you. <laughs> um, what are we looking at? Um, yeah, so they went to Costa Rica on holiday, which I'll take it back. I'll say, why would you live in Panama and then go on holiday to Costa Rica? Because Costa Rica is obviously as great as you've said, and it'll be Brilliant. near as well. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? not it's like far. going on holiday to Belgium or something like that. Yeah, France, yeah. Just a short hop across to the world's yeah, greatest place. Fine. I'll take that, but I retract that. In November 2007, Anne bought an airline ticket for her husband to England because he was missing his sons. On the same day, Mark, the son, left his property firm after working his notice period. So uh, that is mysterious. And I'll tell you the um, thing that's really bugged me about this whole story of all the weird things. The mad things, so many bits where you think, why wasn't he caught sooner? Uh, why was he so indiscreet? Surely he could have got away with it. If it. All of these different questions spin around your mind. But from one of the previous episodes, I'm not sure which one, the thing that really, really I can't stop wondering about is the fact that he, bu he bumps into someone quite early on after his death has you know, first been reported. Yeah. He bumps into someone who I think was a tenant in one of their properties. Like they, uh, I, yeah. I think it was that. Yeah, and he, he just says, bumps don't into say anything. In the house one day. Yeah. Now, this is the bit that, I mean, that's mad. Obviously, it's mad. Why, Why? you know, it, if you really wanted to get away with this, you would find a way of not fucking just bumping into people a few days after you. But Be it's careful, the response yeah. of the guy. The tenant looks at him and all he says is, aren't you supposed to be dead? Right? Mm. Now, Put yourself. I put. I've put myself repeatedly since I heard this, since I read this, in the shoes of that tenant, right? Mm -hmm. So, it first of all, when I hear someone has died, even if I didn't know him or wasn't close to him, it was close geographically to him. So, if someone says, "You know, the landlord of our place died. He disappeared on a canoe." That would affect me. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, "Fucking hell." God, life is so arbitrary and things can happen so suddenly. And God, I only saw him the other day. So you'd start dwelling on that, right? Yeah. And it would be in your mind and it would give you a, an uneasy feeling. And then you literally see him, right? A few days later, like you see the cunt walking, talking. Mm. Would your response be a calm, ha <laughs> thought you were supposed to be dead? I don't know what I'd do, but I'm not exaggerating when I say I think I might have actually screamed out loud and run away. I would be totally freaked out. What I wouldn't say was, aren't you supposed to be dead? And then when he said, don't say anything, just go, yeah, all right. And then that would be it. I would be bucket. I'd just be going fucking mental. I think I've gone mad. Uh, to be honest, 
in the northeast of England, it doesn't completely surprise me that that was his reaction. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know. And, and when you live, maybe if you live in a certain area where um, low level crime, where people is fake deaths, part, part of the culture, where you know there's there's an alternative culture, let's say, that doesn't necessarily follow the rules. And then if you see someone who's supposed to be dead. And you just you just assume they fake their death for some reason. So you just Maybe. immediately think, oh, right, you faked your own death. Well, he just said, aren't you supposed to be dead? And Darwin went, you didn't see me. Or something like well, that. At that they? point, you think, Don't okay, he's faked it. But before that, the initial reaction, I would have gone, fucking hell. I've been walking yeah. around thinking that cunt's dead. And there he is. Because I tell you this, when <clears> you do know someone who dies, what often happens is you do think you see them around quite a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like a, a close family friend, like friend of my my in laws. So she was sort of part of the family. She died a couple of years ago, right? This Hungarian lady, and we were, you know, she was close to the family. So it was it was very sad. I I still see her now, mm. at least once a week. She had a look about her that was, uh. I guess like there's maybe there's just lots of people who look like her, but do you know what I mean? You often see do you often yeah. see people, but it's not really them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you think you think oh look, there's that person. Oh no, silly me, they're dead. But then you get yeah. close, you go fucking hell, it really is you. Well, and I just I think I just shriek and go bananas. How, how do you know she hasn't faked her death then? Nah. Was there nah, a funeral? Nah. No, no, no. Yeah, there was a funeral. If there but is I didn't one. see the body. It wasn't <laughs> well, an open go, casket. <laughs> Maybe we all need to start demanding proof when we go to funerals. There could be all sorts of people. That I'm fucking yeah. thinking everything. There could be loads of people who I thought were dead who were alive living amongst us. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. We're going to leave I mean, they, a because... lot of people insist that Elvis is still alive, don't they? Oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Living on the moon. Hmm. I live on the moon now with Mark Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna find me up here. Well, I thought he'd be fun, but he's uh, he's a bit strange. I keep my <laughs> distance. Oh. <laughs> I don't get a good vibe off him at all. I just got my books. I sit and I read. I've been catching up on so much reading. I'll keep a Michael Jackson at arm's length. Oh yeah. Oh mama. <sighs> I um, enjoy reading the books of Agatha Christie. <laughs> so many to get through. So there is. Um, we'll leave it there, right? Because the next paragraph says, on December the 1st, 2007, Darwin walked into the West End Central Police Station in London, claiming to have no memory of the past five years. Bang. Fucking hell. What a legend. It's all right. I've got a plan. <laughs> all right, lads. <laughs> Thing is, right? <laughs> right I don't we'll know who I am. <laughs> we will leave it there. We will discuss that at length in the next episode next week. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Oh. Goodbye. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.